Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I'm telling you now, there's nothing they can do to Snoop that's going to really... <laughs> impact him that negatively so what's good what's going on good morning good afternoon or good night depending on when you are listening to this it's another episode of dx daily your favorite podcast the podcast that's brought to you by hip-hop dx the place where we keep you up to date on everything that goes on in hip-hop music culture i am one of your lovely hosts asia sky and i'm your other host a dub it's wednesday middle of the week and some actually pretty fun and interesting topics to get into today so wale has all of social media talking right now He pulled out of D.C.'s Broccoli City Festival and it sparked a larger debate. So we'll talk about that. Also, Wale's MMG brethren, Meek Mill, has social media talking too because he says Atlantic Records raped him out of the Roddy Rich management deal. His words. We'll break down what he means, though, coming up. On the more positive side of things, though, Missy Elliott now has more platinum albums than any other female rapper ever. And while we're on the subject of legends, the legend Snoop Dogg will be performing at the Super Bowl this year. And people are actually placing professional bets on whether or not Snoop Dogg will smoke at the show. So like I said, fun things to get into. But first, we have to ask that you subscribe to DX Daily Podcast, please. You get all this free news content every day. So the only thing we ask in return is that you subscribe to us. Thank you. We appreciate you. Now let's get down to it. Okay, so let's start off with Wale and this Broccoli City Festival situation. Because if you don't know what Broccoli City Festival is, it's a big hip-hop festival that happens every year in Washington, D.C., their lineups are always A1. Like Broccoli City Festival, they don't play when it comes to these lineups. And even this year, the lineup was pretty star-studded. Yeah, on the flyer, you have uh, 21 Savage, Ari Lennox, Little Dirk, Summer Walker, who never performs. She's on there. Uh, Wizkid, Gunna, Don Tolliver. And you got Jeezy, Rico Nasty, Tim's, Larry June, and a couple more. Yes, and of course... Washington, D.C.'s very own Wale. Mm -hmm. So, boom. Amazing lineup. Flyer comes out. Festival is announced. Everybody's like, oh, dope, 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 dope. One person that didn't think this the way this situation was uh, was dope was Wale, of course. Let, let's talk about the appearance of the flyer, first of all. Broccoli City Festival. Big letters at the top. Then you have uh, the two different days. It's on May 7th and 8th this year. So Saturday, May 7th, 21 Savage, biggest font, headlining at the top. 
um, right next to 21 Savage in that same size font, Ari Lennox. Then right next to that, Lil Durk. So those are the top three names, presumably the headliners, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at a festival flyer, that's what you think, right? Whoever's headlining, that's the top, that's the biggest names on the flyer, right? That's how that goes? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then under that, uh, the line under, in a little bit smaller font, but pretty big font, Wale, Rico Nasty, and Jeezy. Under that, Larry June, Joyce Rice, Money Long is um, their names. Get it a little smaller as you go. And then the next day, Summer Walker's headlining, Kid, Gunna, and Don Tolliver. Their names are all big, all the same size. Then you have Tim's, Masego, Babyface Ray, a bunch of dope artists. So um, the problem that I had immediately when I looked at this flyer was why is Wale, why are Wale and Rico Nasty on the same line? And that's no shade whatsoever to Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty is dope, great artist, great up and coming artist. Um, but Wale is a legend in music one. And for this to be a DC festival, <laughs> to have a DC legend <laughs> alongside an artist who just got in the game for the past few years, like, Come on. I noticed that before Wale even said anything. So now we move on to where Wale gets on Twitter and expresses how he feels about the situation. Yeah, so he uh, shares the flyer and tweets, I'm pulling out this show. That's all he said. Period. Nothing else needed to be said after that. I knew what time it was once that tweet came out, but other people needed further explanation. So what uh, what did he say from there? Um, So he was basically answering a bunch of different people on Twitter because Twitter had their reactions. Um, Someone said, it's weird his hometown not making him the headliner. He's supposed to be the hype, DC mad rude. Most hometowns roll out the red carpet for their homegrown celebs, not here. And then, um, but another one said, Wale hasn't had a number one album on the Billboard 200 since 2015. And it's only had two top 40 hits on the Hot 100 since 2013. Means nothing, irrelevant, doesn't matter. But continue. Right. And then he goes on to say, pulling out a Broccoli City Festival because you're not a headliner is childish. So Wale responded to that fan and said, never said nothing about headlining. You're not checking the facts. You should probably delete this until you have facts. So if it wasn't about being a headliner, I wonder what it was then. I don't think he's said it yet. Like if he's responding to anybody on the real reason respect he stated it plain and clear if you know what respect means you know what he's talking about for this to be a dc based festival and you got wale's name on the same line as rico nasty like come on fam come on bro again no diss to rico nasty rico nasty is dope she's has her own style as an artist she's her come up in these past couple of years has been tremendous like she was on highly acquired, highly, um, not highly acquired. She was on a highly sought after tour, even though she went through things on that tour. Like Rico Nasty has been seeing her success, but that's like, that's like putting, (laughs) that's like putting Jay-Z name on a line with, um, a boogie on the same line, like for New York. Like if this was a New York situation, like you're putting Jay-Z next to a boogie and putting them on the same line like that's disrespectful (laughs) you don't do that so I don't I don't know if it was so much as oh I'm not the one headlining a DC festival as it is like okay come on like y'all gonna put my name in small font next to Mm -hmm. an artist who just came out two three years ago like 
that's that's a little that's a little disrespectful on Broccoli City's part. Like like the person on Twitter said, your artist, the artists of your city, especially when they've had so many hits as Wale and had so much commercial success and put people from that city on, like you should have a little bit more respect. I would even say like you know sometimes how they'll put special appearance by so and so on the festival like they could have even done that something to indicate like yo this is our city's biggest artist because it Mm -hmm. is no exactly I bet the person ever made the flyer is like kicking themselves right now because they would have just put Wale where he should have been top line big font um probably would have had him on the show now he pulled out so he lost one right and even if they were like okay well we we don't want you to be the headliner, but we still want to show our respect. They could have still put him right up there on that same line. Wale, 21 Savage, Ari Lennox, J. Cole. I mean, who? see, I'm already thinking about Dreamville Festival because <laughs> we don't have these type of shenanigans going on over at Dreamville. But, <laughs> but back to Broccoli City. So, yeah, if they put, like, Wale, 21 Savage, Ari Lennox, Lil Durk all in the same line, I don't think it would be um, as much of a big issue. And what I also speculate here what I also would think happened is he probably said something about this it probably wasn't addressed and then Mm -hmm. that's where the uh, the respect factor comes in like all right I said something y'all didn't do nothing about it now it's um now it's a problem and now he wants to pull out of the festival that's what I would think happened yeah I can see that happening it makes sense to me so um, we'll see if he talks more about it because like this just happened last night. So we'll see if anything else happens about Fresh it. Fresh news, hot off the presses over here on <laughs> DX Daily. Now let's talk about uh, Wale's former MMG brethren, Meek Mill now, because he also took to Twitter last night to get some things off his chest. And he feels like his record label, Atlantic Records, which is also the label that Roddy Rich is signed to, raped him out of the management deal that went on with Roddy Rich. Cause as you know, Meek Mill and Roddy Rich had a close relationship um, early on in Roddy Rich's career. And Meek Mill was, uh, I don't, I don't want to misspeak here, but I think Meek Mill was a part of the discovery of Roddy Rich as an artist. So that's where uh, Meek Mill just felt the spirit of venting last night as he commonly does on Twitter. And he decided to um, talk about what happened with Atlantic records and Roddy Rich. Right. So Meek Mill did take to Twitter and he let a bunch of stuff out. He said, so look, I made Atlantic Records hundreds of millions and let them rate me out of Roddy, an artist they came to me about in jail. They still saying I can't drop music until nine months after my last album got blackballed. This is where he started. Mm -hmm. Then he goes, Roddy, my youngin' still, but that label separated us instantly when the millions came in from him. Same thing to try to do with me and Rose. Hmm. It takes a long time to catch up to because most of them tied in for the love of some money. Artists scared to speak up. Okay. Interesting Mm -hmm. information you're dropping off on us. Sometimes I wish Meek Mill would just clearly state the facts of what's going on because I feel like he does this a lot where he gets on Twitter and just makes these inflammatory statements and he tells us information, but it don't be like, it don't be a clear enough account of what happened because, okay, he says they came to Roddy about him in jail, meaning they weren't sure or they knew that Meek already had a relationship with him, whatever the case was. And then that's how Roddy Rich wound up getting on at Atlantic. That's what we have to infer from what Meek said here. Um, he says they that Roddy made them millions as well. 
and that's when they separated them them as artists or them as people. Okay, that doesn't really tell us like the full backstory. Like, did you bring Roddy to Atlantic? Did you put him on their radar? Like, how did how did Atlantic find out about Roddy Roddy Rich, and why did they come to you about him in jail? What were they saying? Was there a deal on the table? Like, oh, Meek, we know you have Roddy as an artist. We want to give you some bread for Roddy. Like, what went on? What's the missing piece there? Like, let tell us specifically how they raped you out of millions of dollars. Like, don't just say, all right, they raped me out of millions. Like, let let us know how it happened, and then. The, the next part that I found interesting was he said they tried to do the same thing with him and Rosé. Did they succeed with that? Because it doesn't sound like you and Ross are on the best of terms. On the mm. Outlaws record on Ross's album, he said um, something about letting rapping people get closer to Meek, letting people get close to Meek. What, what does that mean? Like, they allude to these things and they let you know, like, all right, it's not all good over here. But it's like, all right, if you're going to tell us about it, Tell us what really happened. Tell us the facts. Like, don't leave us here to speculate and make conjectures about it after you put out these broad statements. Like, that's my only thing here. What do you mean exactly, Meek? Like, let us know. You clearly don't have a problem talking to the people about what's going on. You said people are scared to speak up. You're not scared to speak up. Well, speak all the way up. Yeah, give us all the details. You know, there's no limit no more on Twitter. Like, you can make a longer tweet and you can <laughs> add tweets to it. Like, let us know. Right. Yeah, I also feel like these labels are shysty, and I don't put it past them to do anything like this, so I'm not even trying to say that Meek's lying or he's not telling the full story. Like, I believe him. I just want to know more specifically because, like, when you put that out there just like that with no really details or any further context, it's just like, damn, I feel bad for you, but, like, what what do you want us to do with this information? Like, it would be more helpful, I think, or more impactful to put out specifics like this is a hypothetical scenario but boom they came to me while I was in jail and said we know you got Roddy Rich running with you we want to give you 10 million in this deal if we sign him or whatever and then Atlantic reneged on the 10 million and then just signed Roddy Rich without Meek Mill having any involvement that's tangible that tells us exactly what happened how it went down and how it drove a wedge between y'all like tell it let us know that would be more specific. I think that would be more helpful. Agreed. I completely agree with that one. But yeah, I would be curious to know more info about this. A lot of times, I don't think Meek like follows up with the stories. Like he just get on Twitter, tweet his thoughts real quick, and then go about it, um, go mm-hmm. about his business. So I don't know if we're going to get more info on this, but I would like more info, especially on the him and Rick Ross thing. Because like I said, Rick Ross took a little... Not even a light jab, but he addressed the situation lightly in his music. Meek addressed it lightly on Twitter. They both still seem to have respect for each other. So I would like to know what happened there as well, for sure. But now moving on to a more positive side of things. We have given this legend her flowers before on this podcast. It's time to give them again. Missy Elliott, she has just hit another new career milestone. She now has the most platinum rap. She now has the most platinum albums more than any other female rapper in history. Yeah, she deserves all the applause. Like, she was already the first female rapper to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And now she's the first female, well, now she's in the lead for platinum albums with female rappers. Yeah, the uh, Twitter account chart data, they had tweeted, all six of Missy Elliott's studio albums are now certified platinum or higher, the most among female rappers. 
six of them things. Count them. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six platinum albums. Come on, man. Missy's a legend. She got on social media to speak on the accomplishment. She said, this is a huge milestone. No matter how long it took to get here, I am here. And I am humbly grateful to all my sisters in hip-hop. Y'all keep doing y'all thing and shining. Wow, we love a humble legend. Like, she said, thank thank y'all. Thank my sisters in hip-hop. Not even thank me, not thank the team, not thank uh, my own creativity for making such brilliant artwork throughout all the years. But, no, thank y'all. Thank my sisters in hip-hop. We love a humble legend. We love Missy. We love everything she's given to us music-wise, music video-wise, production-wise, artists she's worked with, features-wise, everything-wise, okay? Missy, you're a legend, and you deserve it. I'm curious to think because, you know, like she hasn't really put out any music lately. So I'm wondering what sparked it now for all of her albums to go platinum. Like who was checking in with Missy Elliott to like help boost her uh, listens up, her streams up to get it to that platinum or higher status. Like that's kind of big. Like she had to do no verses yet. <laughs> she didn't really have to do no drama or scandal. Like just, her music just went up organically it feels like so that's kind of dope too to think yeah that's what happens when you make timeless art man a true 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 legend in this game I hope she does put out something new and epic like I would love to see a full-length video album from Missy like before before she decides to retire for good if she ever does like a full Mm -hmm. visual album would be fire from Missy of course a documentary before you know everything is said and done of course, all of the things we want to see from the legend. We want to see her uh, get her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, we want to see every every possible milestone that you can get. We want to see her get that. Rock and roll, Hall of Fame, all of that. We need that. But for now, we're going to celebrate these six platinum albums, most of any female rapper from Missy Elliott. <laughs> Applause one more time, just for good measure. <laughs> Now, lastly, let's talk about another legend real quick, Snoop Dogg. So, you know, he's going to be performing at the Super Bowl alongside Eminem, alongside Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, who, which I found out is only performing one song. And that is, that is criminal. That's criminal. That has nothing to do with this Snoop, (laughs) Snoop Dogg story, but that is criminal. How dare you make my auntie, Mary J. Blige, only perform one of her, I would venture to say 100 hits <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. if it's not 100 it's close enough <laughs> if it's not 100 it's it's pushing that much Mary got classics so for them to make her only perform one song I just feel like that's really I, I I get why it happened but that's criminal we need at least a medley at least a medley of, of five tracks but anyway back to Snoop Dogg so <laughs> Um, we know Snoop Dogg smokes weed wherever he goes. This is not a question. Happens everywhere. Like Snoop Dogg is going to smoke his weed. If there's one thing we can rely on in this um, forever changing, forever um, forever unpredictable world, we can always predict that Snoop Dogg is going to smoke his weed. So <laughs> there's a there's literally professional betting going on about whether or not Snoop Dogg will smoke weed at the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, the betting platform is called Bovada or Boveda. And that is what's going. And that's the platform that's allowing people to actually place these professional bets um, if Snoop Dogg will be smoking weed during the Super Bowl. If people vote yes at $250 bet, they will win $100 if he does spark the devil's lettuce on national TV, which is legal <laughs> in California. 
but we all know Super Bowl is strict. The NFL is strict. So, I mean, I, I think if he does, will he get a fine or will um, NFL just cut the TV? Like if he does do it on TV, like <laughs> we need to know what's really going to happen. What's the rules with this one? I'm telling you now, there's nothing they can do to Snoop that's going to really <laughs> impact him that negatively. So Snoop Dogg, if you want to smoke your weed at the Super Bowl, I say you do it, man. Like what what's going to happen? What's the worst that can happen? You're not going to perform at the Super Bowl again. Like Super Bowl don't be bringing people back twice. So you ain't got to worry about them not calling you back again because you're not coming back again regardless. Uh, what a fine Snoop Dogg is rich. What, what that mean? Like, OK, pay a, pay a couple hundred thousand if that. Or like what what could be the penalty that now they might could escort him out the game but by the halftime show game already half over you've seen the first half anyway like what could they possibly do to Snoop Dogg I feel like he should do it for the culture man do it for the culture right and it's so on brand Snoop Dogg gotta do it gotta do it yeah man I would I would like to see it happen I would like to see it happen I really would um hmm, should, should I go play, place that bet and, and try to win this hundred dollars like I feel like that might be a short thing now we know Snoop Dogg is going to smoke prior to the event and after but will he smoke during I think I think it's a pretty good bet I think it's a a pretty good bet to, to put your money on that Go ahead then, Asia. Go on, Boveda. No spots. And uh, <laughs> go ahead and get your put bet that, on. Put that 250 down. I Snoop yeah. Dogg. If you don't smoke that weed, I'm going to have to come to L.A. and come see about you for that 250 <laughs> But, yeah, I think that's a good note to end on today. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can also follow us on all social media at Asia Sky is my page on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything too. And we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Yeah.